Hello and welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, Bubba, today, a couple of our favorite topics, delicious food and hunting. You know, we've known Stacy Lynn Harris for a long time, Rick, and she's been on the show several times, and she's had some uh, very successful cookbooks and other things, and uh, wow, she's uh, she is really doing good and now has her own TV show. Well, when you think about the fact that now, Monday night, 7.30 Central Time on the Outdoor Channel, uh, we've got, uh, you know, Stacy Lynn Harris with us now. Congratulations, first off, Stacy, on the new show. Well, thank you. It's been exciting. I'm super, um, I, I, I'm, I'm loving it. And it, it, what's so great about it, it's on the Taste of the Wild um, block on Outdoor Channel. So starting at 7 all the way to 10, you've got um, great hunting shows that have food uh, recipes, delicious, uh, just delicious food prepared by chefs all around the world. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, let's unpack that because we'll start there. There's a lot to talk about uh, with the show. But you were coming on the show, you and your family, you you live on some land. Uh, you really, for the most part, live off the land. Uh, you have seven children. Uh, and uh, But you started, you know, on our show talking about uh, different ways to prepare wild game because really now more than ever, uh, we're living in, in times that are uncertain. Uh, people are trying to make their, uh, you know, food bill. Uh, they're, it's out of control. The cost of they're going, just glad to have food yeah, in a lot of cases. to go into the grocery stores, but there always is a bit of intimidation. And we've noticed this doing the show, Bubba, and even talking with, with friends about wild game, e- even a lot of women, if their, their husbands hunt, they're still, when it comes to the wild game, they're not confident with it. And, and as you have said in your cookbooks and you said on the show, um, it is important how you prepare it if you want to get the delicious taste. Yes, and who wants to eat bad food? I mean, I you know, and 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 part of me because I've had seven kids, I have to really watch what I eat, and I'm not going to eat just disgusting food. I, I mean, if I'm going to put something in my body, and if I'm going to eat something, I want it to taste delicious. So um, that was one of the reasons that spurred me on to create this book or, you know, the very first book that I did to begin with. But it's really, it, it's different than beef. You can cook beef in whatever way, like all my recipes would translate over good to beef, but not necessarily, you can't change it around. You can't cook venison the way you cook beef. And if you just have a couple of key uh, ideas and, and techniques, then you can make pretty much all wild game taste great. So, yeah. So what, what would you say, like if somebody walked in, what, what is the key? I know things you add to the meat certainly can help. But talk about preparing the meat, uh, like Bubba talks about about um, aging it. About uh, aging it, you need to make sure the blood is drained out of it properly. What 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 is a, a couple of tips that you would say to someone who's watching this podcast, listening? That would be one, the first step. That would be maybe most important. Well, the first step obviously is to, and, and here in the South especially, is to get your meat on ice. You know, up in Pennsylvania and, and the colder states, they can leave their deer hanging, you know, for like a week or two. And because their their temperatures are below 47 degrees or whatever. And so it's, it's awesome. Um, but here in the South, you've got to go ahead and butcher it and put it on ice or take it straight to a processor. And as soon as you get it 
in the right environment, you're going to be able to age it correctly. And that's where most of the gaminess comes in is people that didn't prepare it right or didn't um, get it on ice, didn't do what they were supposed to do at the beginning and age it properly. There's a couple of ways you can age meat. And one of my favorite ways is um, to put all of the pieces of the meat, you know, that after it's been butchered into like a, a plastic bin that has holes in it. And then it is in, in another plastic bin, put it in the refrigerator for about a week to eight, eight, nine days, something like that. And it drains the blood like Bubba was talking about. And it also aerates it and it ages it. And then I freeze it and then it's ready when I bring it out of the freezer. Now, you can also wet age it, which means you can put it straight in a cryovac, um, you know, the, the, the plastic or the freezer, you know, paper or whatever, and put it into the freezer. And then when you get it out, leave it out for several days. So you can get it right in the freezer. That's what they do in the grocery store, mate. They go ahead and freeze it before they age it. And then it ages as it sits out, you know, waiting for people to buy it. So those are the two methods. Um, and as far as preparing it, you know, there's some knowing what pieces of meat you need to do what technique with. That's the biggest key. You know, with your loins, you're just going to uh, eat them rare and you're going to brown them. You can put a dry rub on those, <laughs> which um, will tenderize your meat. And you can leave them in the dry rub or a brine for 24 hours. And it's going to, it's just going to make the meat so much more succulent. Then you just, would um, brown it on all sides and eat it rare. Or, you know, you can cut them into steaks and, you know, make sure that they're rare. And one of the neat things I've been doing lately is I have a, um, a sous vide. And I don't know if y'all know about that. No, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, what is that? It's so cool. And I went to Alaska um, this summer and I, and for a week they did my recipes at this lodge. So there were um, other chefs there and they were doing my recipes. And one of the things they did was use a sous vide for one of the recipes. So I had one, I just didn't use it that much. And I came home and I worked with it with, um, with wild game and it works. So all it is, is you get a big uh, bucket of water and you put this um, sous vide down in it, which moves the water and heats the water and it brings the water to the temperature you want it. And it'll keep it at that temperature for like quite a while. So for like two hours, I'll, I'll have my, um, my deer meat at, you know, a low temperature, like 130, somewhere around in that. And then it, it cooks at that really, really slow. So you get this super tender meat and I have, you know, since I have a large family, I'll have like nine or 10 steaks in there. And so all of them are perfectly cooked. And then I brown it after that, you dry it off and you brown it and you've got the same steak. That's how in the restaurants, they're able to get everything the same temperature and know what, um, I don't know if this is what they do everywhere, but this is what we did in Alaska and all of the steaks are the same. So that's a pretty neat little thing. You can get those on Amazon and it's just a sous vide. It's, it's kind I, of interesting. I was out of the yeah, sous vide loop. I, I was too. And Stacy on the aging thing again, I know we, we hear commercials from some of the people that sell beef and they say, you know, Angus beef age 14 yeah. days. So you're not just doing this aging thing for wild game. It's something that's done to beef. And if you don't do it to the wild game, 
That's yeah. that's one place that there's a distinction between the taste. Is exactly right. So that is the biggest part of preparing wild game. It's all in the field. It's all, you know, at the very beginning. And doing that right means means the world. And it's not very it's not very difficult. You know, um, it really isn't. And you just have to keep it at a cool temperature um, and just let it let it age, let it begin to degenerate. That's what happens. So when that degeneration process begins, it just starts breaking up all of that um, muscle fiber and connective tissue. And then it, it, it makes for a much more succulent, tender um, steak or, or meat. Um, some of the other methods that I use, I have like, you know, you have that roast. A lot of people like to put the roast in mm -hmm. a crock pot yeah. and I really hate it that way personally, just because it gets kind of stringy. Yeah. It's not like pork. And, you know, that's what usually you do with, with pork, or you might do that with a chuck roast um, and which it turns out really good. But because it's such a lean animal, usually venison and, and turkey, and they're working for their food. Um, you can do low and slow, but I find that it's better to do that um, in in an oven that that goes lower than actually your uh, slow cooker does. And you can let that go for like five or six hours. People take it out too early. But one of my favorite ways to cook one of those roasts is to cut it vertically um, like three times. So you're making it into... Um, you're you're making it almost into discs and you've cut through a lot of that muscle fiber so you've got more surface area for flavor so you can put it in your skillet or on your grill and you know cook it for after you've um marinated it um cook it for like four minutes on one side then four on the other and then let it rest for about 10 or 15 minutes and you will get this beautiful meat that you can use in pastas and salads um, in, you know, just with gravy or, you know, with marinara sauce. You can just do everything with that cut of meat. It's one of my favorite ones to use. See, I, I never thought I'm of that. starving right Because when on the roast, I've been doing the crock pot, you know, with potatoes and carrots and onions and yeah. French onion yeah. soup. I never thought about putting it in the oven. Uh, and letting yeah. it cook even longer at a lower temperature than even the crock pot can produce. I've never even thought of that before. And yeah, uh, it's, it makes a lot of difference. Um, you just need it to be really low, right around 200 degrees um, is, is a great braising temperature, but you just have to let it go for a really long time. And if it's still tough, put it back in there, add liquid to it and put it back in the oven. And I like to cook with wine because it's got that acidity and it gives a, a really good depth of flavor. So a red wine I use with, um, the venison, um, with turkey, uh, and, and quail and, and things like that. I like to use the white wine. So, um, yeah, there's just, it, it's just the, the sky's the limit. And what's interesting to me, and, and I was talking to some of the other hosts, we did a roundtable discussion for Outdoor Channel. And we were, when we were all together, we were talking about what we love about hunting and, and, and fishing and wild game. And one of the things that we all agree on is that you get such a variety. Yeah. Um, when you go to the store, you have beef, pork, um, and then you've got some fish, but you don't have every variety of all of that. When you're out in the wild, you've got quail, you've got duck, you've got dove, um, turkey, uh, and uh, venison, wild boar. And you, you know, it's just in, and, and different, uh, different 
venison or, you know, different deer. You've got whitetail, um, uh, elk, um, you know, just you've got so much more to cook with, more to be creative with than, you know, than just your regular, you know, cuts at the grocery store. All right, we'll come back. We're going to continue our conversation uh, with Stacy Lynn Harris. The show, Sports Chef Show with Stacy Lynn on the Outdoor Channel Monday nights at 7.30 Central Time. She also has a great line of cookbooks. We'll talk more about that when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blazetv.com slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. All right, Bub, it's one of our favorite topics. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, our friends at Manscaped. Uh, Manscaped, uh, this this company uh, understands that men and women are equal, but uh, they are distinct and different. And really, the things that may be wonderful for hygiene for women really are not designed for men. So at Manscaped, baby, they, they, they that's a different deal. It is, and I, I like the quality of the product. You, I do too. When, you, when you just hold it in your hand, you can tell it's well built. It does what it's supposed to do. They've got the little innovations that people, you know, probably thought, well, this would be nice if I if, if it had a light on it, and and then boom, there you got a light. Yeah, and, and of course now you know you're talking about the lawnmower, right? And uh, th- this trimmer is is so. It's awesome. It does reduce nicks, which is because it's designed, you know, that knowing that uh, it's got work to do. It reduces the risk of ingrown hairs. Nobody likes that. Uh, grooming accidents, hey, thumbs down on grooming accidents. Zero. And that's where that light comes to, to help. So if you'd like to find out more, uh, you can go to manscaped.com. Now, when you go there, we're going to get you 20% off. Now, they have a shampoo and conditioner designed for men. My my wife has has noticed the difference. She says your hair and your beard, it just it looks so healthy. I said, I'm telling you, when I started using these Manscaped products, uh, they, it was designed for you know uh, the way that uh, that we grow hair. Uh, also, they have you know the the nose hair trimmer. I know we don't like to think about nose hair trimming, but as you and I are getting older, <laughs> sadly we're thinking about it more and more. <laughs> Can't help uh, but the, see we, it. the weed whacker is fantastic, and Bubba talked about the quality of the products. You're going to notice immediately. So get 20% off in free shipping with the code Bubba20. That's Bubba20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Bubba20 at manscaped.com. All right, we're on Rick and Bubba University. The podcast today, Stacy Lynn Harris is our guest. Now, we met Stacy when she came on the show talking about uh, her cookbooks, Tracking the Outdoors, back in 2011, Bubba. That's when that came out. It's been a number one bestseller at Amazon. The second book is you know talking about sustainable living, recipes and tips, and, uh, and created a lifestyle and a cooking DVD that goes with that, uh, and, and talking about tasty field-to-table recipes. That's the second book, if you're looking for that. Now, her latest book, Stacy Lynn's Harvest Cookbook, also sold out on Amazon within hours of its release. And, and Stacy, have we got? Are we caught back up, or can you can you get the third one? You can get it. Yes, you absolutely can. You can get it signed um, from my website, or you can get it from uh, Amazon or wherever books are sold. You can um, definitely get that. And I'm working on another one now, all about the South. So I am so excited about this book. I have had the best time 
uh, writing this book. And so um, I, I'm with a publisher that's doing an amazing job. I'm so excited about, and I just got finished editing it for the third time. So I think I've got one more edit on that. But anyway, it's supposed to come out late, I think fall of 2023 or spring of 2024. Not sure. It takes forever these days to make <laughs> I'm telling you. So, so your website is stacylynharris.com for all the things that are already available. And then she's working on the 2023 book uh, about uh, about the South that'll be coming out either in uh, fall of 2023 or into 2024. Stacy, I want to back up a little bit. Do you remember the first time you were on the radio with us? Yes, I remember. Was, How it, could I was it 2011? It was 2012, I believe. 2012. Okay. Yeah. So you uh, you live out in the country. You live on some property. Uh, you and your hubby, and you have seven kids. Yes. And y'all were very uh, mindful of being self sufficient back then. But how did all that turn into cookbooks and uh, and yeah. and now your media empire? I mean, yeah. you you did YouTube videos for many years and. Now you, you're you're on a mainstream cable channel. I mean, that, that's been quite a journey. It has been. It has been a really fun journey. And the family, you know, the family unit, it, everybody's been involved in it. So I felt like we homeschooled too. And actually, I'm writing a homeschool book. Um, but anyway, we homeschooled for years. I'm, I only have two left at home now that are actually um, homeschooling. But we just did everything together. And I really didn't think about this when we first started. I just was thinking, you know, everybody needs a way to cook this wild game. And I want people to join in with their husband because I really didn't like hunting very much when we first got married. And I felt like um, that, you know, I was in competition with it. So I finally decided, hey, I'm, I'm going to jump in the bandwagon here. I'm going to get on board with my husband because it's either that or, or be fighting forever. <laughs> and so, you know, I started cooking it and I learned to love it. And now it's like my career. And it is it's been an amazing, amazing journey. And as time went on um, with the family, with us doing this together, like for a while there, one of my kids was filming me. Um, one of them was going through my book and typing it up and, you know, all of that at the very beginning with the first book. And, um, and they helped me to film, you know, my Facebook videos. And they also hear me constantly talking about business and the, the newest next thing and how you have to stay abreast of things and you can't fall behind. And as y'all know, you know, with social media, there's always a new social media that you have. Oh, yeah. yep. And you have to, you have to be adapt. You have to adapt. You have to, um, you know, you've got to do the back end of things. You've got to do the accounting and the boring things. And, you know, you've got to go through the audits. Yeah. <laughs> if you do audit it. Um, and you've got to do all these things. So I feel like that the kids have learned so much and all of them have kind of stepped into an area that either Scott or I have, have, have done, which has been really interesting. And a lot of it's been through this business. I've got one daughter that's getting her MBA now, and she's, she's a, a very good graphic artist and, and marketer. Um, and she, she's doing uh, promotions for, you know, she's doing this big campaign for the power company right now. Anyway, just some pretty cool stuff, um, you know, through the years. And we just step-by-step, learn to live off the land and um and and learned about that and also learned about business at the same time so 
it's been pretty cool. I don't know if that was an answer. To your yeah, that, that is. And, and how talk, talk to us about the outdoor channel. How right. did that come about? Well, I had been um, the, a guy wrote an, an article about me with my first cookbook. His name was Alan Clemens. And he and it ended up in uh, the Birmingham newspaper, Huntsville newspaper and, you know, all over. And he introduced me to a producer that um, was the producer and actually was the host of the sporting chef, which I'm the host of now. So he said, you're going to love her. She needs to be on the show. And so he had me on for the first season and he came out to the house and he filmed everything. And, um, and I've been on there ever since. And so this past year, he decided he wanted to produce other shows. So um, he and the outdoor channel got together and, you know, they decided that I should be um, the host of the show. So now it, you know, is my show, which I'm super excited about. Um, and, you know, there's just, it, that's just kind of how it, how it started and how it blossomed. And so we filmed all of the shows in like three and a half days, I believe, um, this summer for this season. And I have guests on the show, which is really super fun. Um, and I get to, you know, meet them and, and I actually interview them on Wednesdays on, um, Instagram live and at 1130. And that's been a lot of fun but they're all over the United States. And so it's always fun to hear somebody else's perspective, um, how they hunt, how they uh, make wild game. And so you've got a lot of variety on the show. So it's been, it's been, it's been good. Yeah. Speaking of the hunting, when you talk about that, so, you know, living on, on the actual land that you hunt, uh, and do you guys watch it a little bit differently? Like a lot of people trophy hunt, you know, they're, they're trying to identify a big buck that they want to take or, you know, they're, they're looking at big gobblers during turkey season. Does your family look at it a little differently? Or y'all, do y'all go out and say, all right, I'll tell you what, because like even my wife that, that, that says, please, every year be sure you take at least one doe because, honestly, I think the does taste better when you're preparing them than some of the older bucks as far as the, the meat and the toughness and, and all that. Do, do y'all approach the hunting more from – Here's what we need to eat uh, as opposed to what you'd want to put on the wall. So I think for us, and we actually live um, in the city. Our land is about 45 minutes from here. Yeah. So we don't live there, but we might eventually. We talked yeah. about it. We talked yeah. about it all the time. But um, we hunt to manage the land. Right. So the management of the land is the most important thing to keep to keep uh, your, your deer, which y'all know that, but to keep your deer healthy to make sure you're getting the best genetics. Um, so we watch it just like all hunters do. And, and that's what kills me um, with like people that like PETA and, oh, and yeah. people against hunting because it, hunters are the best conservationists ever. They are the best wildlife managers ever because they see what needs to happen. They see when some genetics are getting off and that they may need to kill more does. Um, and so that's pretty much the process every year. And, and you look at that in the, in the spring, you look at that in the summer, you, you, you watch the deer and you see what are they doing and um, are, are they getting overpopulated? Are there diseases? Um, you know, are they moving? Um, you know, what, what do we need to do? So we've got hogs on our property. So we have to uh -oh. really watch that and manage those. So we eat those as well. And they are great. People say they're not, they're not great. And y'all, I wish I could show you a picture right now. I wish I had had it up on here so I could show you, 
but we have hogs that are 300 and 400 pounds. They oh, are wow. huge. They look like dinosaurs. Wow. <laughs> so, um, it's, it is scary to be out there even, you yeah, know, hunting. It is. Yeah. So, so you, you have found a way, cause I've heard the same thing that the wild pigs are a nuisance and they need to be removed, but they're not all that great to eat. But you're saying if you, if you, now I know that the, the butchering of them, it's crucial. That can actually be dangerous if you don't know what yeah. you're doing uh, because yeah. of disease. But as far as if it, once you've handled the safety on that end, you have found recipes with them that you, that you think uh, are, are delicious. We do. And we actually have just smoked the ribs of them. And I thought, okay, this is going to be horrible, um, but we're going to try it. And that's the great thing too about hunting in the South as opposed to somewhere where you can only get one animal a year or whatever, we can experiment with it. We get about 13 deer a year, um, a couple of turkeys, we get, you know, duck. And then now we have hogs and they're just, the hogs are just so plentiful that you could experiment all day long um, and and not worry if you ruined your meat. Um, But we put ribs in the smoker and they turned out phenomenal. They were, they were, they were nice and, and they were not tough. They tasted good. They were not gamey. Um, we've, you know, we put some, we'll bring some home, grind it along with our deer meat, make deer sausage out of it. Um, we have uh, pounded it out and fried it. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it, again, it's endless with the ways that you can do it. You, we've gotten um, bacon from it and, and smoked the bacon. So you can really do everything that you can do with the domesticated pig that you can do with a wild hog. And, and you seriously, it is really good. Um, and the other thing about hunting, and I, I do feel like I want to, you know, want to mention this is that you're leaving time for hunt, uh, for farmers yeah. to slow grow their food. I think that's super important. It's like, you know, I went to a homesteading conference. I speak at conferences from time to time and, and adding homestead, adding uh, the hunting to the homesteading is an important aspect because you can you can slow grow everything and you can fill in the gaps with a deer. A deer will feed um, probably give you forty meals, so it, it's it's a great way to supplement your your food. We're going to come back and continue our conversation with Stacy Lynn Harris when Rick and Bubba University the podcast continues. So, Bubba, Tommy John, uh, we love them. Uh, I'm wearing a pair of Tommy Johns I right am now. Too. Are you too? I do. I love them. Comfy? Em. I went back and ordered some more just the other day. You know what? I need to do that because, uh, you know, I just want to add to the variety because I, I, I think I'm going to move exclusively to Tommy John because they're breathable, they're lightweight, four times the stretch of the competing brands. And, boy, you can really tell the difference if you keep some of the old brands around. Oh, yeah. And then you start yeah. wearing Tommy John. You're like, all right. And I love the no wedgie guarantee. I think that alone. Uh, and I like it, to have a variety of colors, Rick. Yeah, I, I know you do, and I do too. And I don't know who's going to see them, but but uh, but I understand. Uh, they are guaranteed to fit perfectly uh, with comfy, uh, you know, micro, uh, uh, model fabric, which is great. And you know, they don't, they don't, there's no fuzz that comes. You ever seen how some they'll, oh, they'll fuzz, yeah. they don't do that. <clears throat> uh, they're soft. The tri-blend fabric was a flexible four-way yeah, it's stretch. It's like space yeah. age fabric. Yeah. I, I don't know how they get this yeah, stuff. They, they don't, it does. It, it's wonderful. It really is. It doesn't creep on your legs and, and doesn't fall down. They stay where they're supposed to be. Over 17 million pairs have been sold. And there's a reason people love Tommy John underwear and the loungewear too. 
they don't just have customers, and there's two of us right here. They have fanatics. So why don't you experience the Tommy John difference? Go into TommyJohn.com slash Rick Bubba right now for 25% off. There you go. 25% off lounge and sleepwear and underwear at TommyJohn.com slash Rick Bubba. That's TommyJohn.com slash Rick Bubba. See the site for the details and experience the difference. So Stacey Lynn Harris is with us, Bubba. She's cranked out Wild Game cookbooks. Uh, she's got um, another book coming out about uh, the, the South in 2023, and she's now hosting a sports chef show on the Outdoor Channel. You know, it, it's just been fun, Stacey, to watch your evolution in the media from when we first met you, and like you said, you had a lot of the kids working on the presentations you do to now bestseller list and speaking and YouTube, and now you're on a, a major cable channel. I just think that's really cool. And to a lot of people watching, they think, oh, boy, here we are, people in the South again, you know, doing their thing. But uh, but your your husband is a dentist, right? And, and didn't you get your law degree, too? Yes, yes. And I, I keep up with the law degree. Um, you know, I make sure that I'm, I'm I'm still a member of the bar and, you know, and all of that. And, yes, he is a dentist. And, um, and so we feel like this lifestyle is – it, one of the things that I find great about it, I feel like if you can teach your kids how to um, how to live off the land, how to uh, how to do things, and if they are capable of of creating their own food sources and getting their own food, they to me they tend to take more risk in life. Um, because they're like, well, you know, if I lose everything, I'm still going to be able to eat. I can survive. So you're teaching them to survive and that they don't have to count on anybody to give them anything, um, to, for them to live. And that gives you a lot of freedom and it helps you to be able to think for yourself. And so one of my oldest son is a dentist with uh, my husband and I've got another son at Cumberland up there um, at, in law school. This is his last semester is next um, next semester. And um, and so, you know, everybody, you know, I, I feel like everybody's going to take a piece of this lifestyle with them and they're going to do it. And um, it's you need to be able to take care of yourself in today in today's world. You don't have to do it. You don't have to take care of yourself, but it's good to know how. Stacy, what are the yeah. ages of your kids now? You were talking about that. Give us the rundown. So 27 is my oldest and he got married. He's been married a year and he is blissfully. Um, oh, he loves it. I think he came on the show. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, um, yeah. but he he absolutely loves it. He is having the time of his life. Um, and then the next one is 25 and then 23, 23. Uh, and I may be getting these wrong. Um, <laughs> 21 and then 19 and 17 and 12. There you go. You know, Stacey, are you wearing a cape? I mean, uh, you, you, it's like you're superwoman. You, you've got seven kids, law degree, husband, dentist. You're living off the land. You do. I mean, do you ever sit down and rest? No, no, <laughs> not really. And, and I want to. I'm trying to take off, like, not really take off because you can't stop social media and I can't stop writing emails for my, my list. You know, those are some things that you have to do. But I'm trying to, from now until February, say no to everything, except if it <laughs> is having to do with the show, my website or social media. And because, you know, I don't want to get burned out. And one of the things in, in the homeschooling book that I'm writing is I talk about 
about burnout and I know y'all probably, you know, have been there, but you just have to, um, you know, I, I'm just trying to, you know, take a little bit of a break. But the thing is, I don't do everything every day. And people will say, well, you have seven kids, you know, how, how did, you know, how did you do that? Oh my gosh. But they didn't all come at the same time. And so it's just, you know, one day at the time, one hour at the time. And a lot of things get pushed back for months on my calendar to do list. So I don't get it all done and I'm not superwoman for sure. And it, you know, things slide and you know, you just have to choose, I guess each day, which thing is the most important thing to do. You know, you were talking about now more than ever, you know, it's good to know how to provide for yourself when it comes to, to food. Yeah, and, maybe and, if we have a pandemic. Rick, yeah, well, you're like right. That. Well, and it is, you know, we have a, a, a farm that is about a half hour from where we live. And, and, and we're really sharing our thinking about long term, you know, going down there and, and living full time. And one of the reasons we, we talked about that. Was you know, and I was going to ask you this: that we found that there was, you know, you can certainly go and kill uh, deer and turkey and and keep that meat put up and use it. But we found the hardest part were the vegetables. It was very, very hard to stay on top of vegetables and fruits and not mm-hmm. live there, you know, because when it, when that stuff, it's time to, to to pick it and time to get it. You you got to get it. And uh, and that was more difficult. Do y'all attempt that uh, with not with being not living at the land all the time? Uh, we found that to be difficult, and it's one of the reasons why we're thinking about going down there full time because we want that to also be you know in full supply as well. We yes, and this past year we have a, a, a gate around our garden out there. We still garden out there, but deer still get in it. Yeah. Rabbits yeah. still get in it. And they will just chew things right down to just yeah. enough. You can go out there and everything will be gone. But we have also um a garden here at the house. We live on about seven acres and, okay. and really one acre is, you know, doesn't have trees on it. So we have a garden here and we have one there and we do different things at the different places. I like to do heirloom seeds. Um, and, but yet I like some of the hybrids because they, they get big, like the tomatoes and and different things, but you can't plant them in the same garden or they cross pollinate. And then you don't get that true, um, that true heirloom back again. So, um, I, I like to do that from separate locations and, uh, you know, so that's, that's one thing that you could possibly do, you know, as well. Um, but yeah, it is hard when you're not there and everything does come into harvest at the same time. And then if, if in one day can make a difference on a squash, oh you yeah, know, yeah. Big all knobby and, and, and old and, you know, it's, it's bad news. So, yeah. Yeah. And we struggle where we live. We tried to do a garden there like you're doing, but where we were, it's too shaded. You know, I, I had somebody that moved here from another state and they'd never lived in Alabama. And they said, you people live in a forest. Uh, and, uh, and they, they weren't ready for all these trees. And, uh, and so for us, we, we, it, there's just so much shade. Uh, it was hard to get it to, to really do well, uh, where we live. So that's something we're thinking about. So your cookbooks and everything are about to become even more important because, uh, um, you know, I think probably, uh, in 2023 or 24, uh, we may, you know, move there full time. We're, we're really, really, 
uh, talking about that. But um, I think your vegetables will do better if Gary the bulldozer man quits getting them. Yeah, all. I think that uh, I think that will help. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, now, tell little Stacy if she needs some help, I can go over and harvest it. Uh, so right, we'll come back and we'll continue our conversation and our final segment on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. All right, so we were talking about sustainability, and and one of the things that a lot of us are concerned about is the state of our economy right now, Bub. I mean, I, I know that the Biden administration keeps trying to pretend that we don't have issues, but we do, uh, and we know that why by going and buying groceries. We oh, know yeah, that you, by by how much our energy costs. We know the the cost of gasoline. Look around. So one of the things you might want to think about is, is uh, diversifying, uh, you know, the four hundred one k or the IRA. And put some gold and silver in there. And and I know when I say that, I'm the same way. Get you feel intimidated by it. Uh, but I, I l- go to Allegiance Gold, and they'll take all the anxiety out of it. And they're going to customize a plan for you, not just some boulder plate thing they're going to throw on top of your situation. And long-term strategy is what you need, and one that's right for you. Uh, they've got high ratings in the industry, five stars with TrustLink, triple uh, A rated with the Business Consumer Alliance, and A+. Uh, with the Better Business Bureau. Now, our URL is going to be protectwithrickbubba.com. Not Rick and Bubba, protectwithrickbubba.com. Get the best offer yet, up to $2,500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them that Rick and Bubba sent you or just use that URL. You need to tell them, though, if you call them, 844-790-9191. And if you would rather it be sent to your door, uh, they'll do that too. Uh, so that option is available for you. Protectwithrickbubba.com or call 844-790-9191 to talk to someone at Allegiance Gold. So Stacy Lynn Harris is our guest on this edition of Rick and, Bubba, Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. And Bubba, we talked about uh, she's involved in so many things. Uh, she's uh, raised uh, seven kids. She's got um, still got a twelve year old. Uh, she's got one married and everything in between. Probably uh, about to have some grandchildren here in a few kids, years. Cranking huh? out cookbooks. Uh, got got her a TV show on the Outdoor Channel. Uh, keeps her law degree up to date. But other than that, she has nothing going on. Yeah, Stacy, what's next? I mean, the Stacy Lynn Harris am- Empire. Where, where what's the next station that train's pulling into? Well, I don't know that it's an empire, but. Wherever God leads it is where it's going. I don't exactly know. I have a couple of ideas, um, and and I've just got to pray about it and see if that's exactly you know where I need to be going. But that's kind of the way I've done it the whole time. Is I've not really planned a whole lot. <laughs> it, it might seem like I planned a lot, but I really haven't. I've just prayed and taken the next step, and that's all. I like to that's what I tell my kids to do. Half of them don't know what they're doing. You know, like in in uh in college and i'm like you know just pray and take the next step it's all you can do hey let me ask you a specific there we talked a lot about venison and uh, you've got some great recipes and then we got into the other things one thing i want to ask you on preparation of wild turkey uh you know when you not 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 the whiskey wild turkey the animal uh the uh so so you know the, we're we're pretty familiar with how to w- work with domestic uh, turkeys and farmed turkeys and and they're they're certainly delicious and all that but but sometimes when wild turkey uh preparing it to eat is is a different deal and and what what are some ideas you use with wild turkey that make it delicious 
So I usually use mostly the breast. I'll go ahead and, and, and take it, you know, apart or, or process it um, and use the breast. And I will brine the breast. And, and when I say brine, I don't know if everybody knows what that is, but it's yeah. like a gallon of, of water to um, a cup of salt and some sugar and peppercorns and uh, bay leaves and, you know, just bring it to a boil, let it cool put your turkey down in that. And when it cools, you don't want it to cook in it. So, um, so then I'll put it in the refrigerator or if it doesn't fit, you can put it in a cooler with ice in it and, and put some, you know, towels around it, make sure it's all insulated and, um, and, or in a plastic bag. And I will brine it for like 48 hours, yeah, um, even 72 hours and make sure that that brine is just really getting in there and penetrating in there. And then um, you can roast it or I, I would slow roast it and I would use um, a, a gravy, like put wine in there um, and some vegetables and, you know, make it really, really good, slow and you're know, low and slow. And then you're going to come out with really good turkey, a, a great turkey breast. Yeah, you I know. am getting so hungry during this podcast. Yeah, I am too. Are you using the white <laughs> wine because you use that with the birds are using white wine on turkey? Okay. Yes, yes. And just a, a dry white wine and and just put it in there. And, and what I like to do is um, is if I brown, and I would probably brown it, I would pat it off, brown the breast, and whatever it is I'm going to put it in in the um, oven, it, like a, you know, a Dutch oven. And then I would pour the white wine in there and let it um, let it evaporate out just a little bit. Then I would put a little bit of chicken stock in with it, um, along with carrots, celery, um, and onions. Okay. And then if and and then I would just put it in the oven, salt and pepper. Put it in the oven and let it go low and slow for a really long time. You can also cut it into pieces. Yeah, I've seen and, that. Yep, and pound that out. Um, and, and, uh, fry it or cut it into pieces and just brown it on both sides and then cut it into slices. Just make sure that you get it to 160 degrees so that it's cooked all the way through. Another thing would be to use that sous vide that I mentioned earlier. Well, she's back to that again. We started with know, it and now I we're know. at the end of it again. I know it. Have we got to get one of these? I, I know I, I have. I've never heard that term before today. Yeah, I haven't either. Yeah. Of course, I don't cook a lot, Stacey. I'm on the other end consumption. Okay, well that works. Um, is S O U S? I think F I D E. So it's um yeah. I guess I guess it's French. Yeah, I've I've uh, I I think I'm showing ignorance here. I've I've never heard of that before. Yeah, uh, well that's why I kind of mentioned it, and because I didn't figure most people don't know yeah. about it, and it's a, just a really great way to do it. I, we did shrimp in it. I did shrimp and grits when I was in Alaska. And I, 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 and y'all, it was so funny. I took fried, I also did a fried green tomatoes deal and I took, I had to take them and their chef didn't really even really know about them, but we had plenty of green tomatoes this year in the garden, but hardly any of them made it off the vine red. Hmm. It was the weirdest year for tomatoes. But anyway, um, I took those in my suitcase and so, and I took grits cause I wanted <laughs> to use the specific kind of grits and they, they didn't have them, couldn't get them. So I, you know, did that, but anyway, it was, it was loads of fun, but they did shrimp in the sous vide as well. So, you know, mm. apparently, you know, a lot of things can be done in there. I'm going to be experimenting with that this year. All right. Well, thanks for taking time to be with us. We, we got it because it's going to take me the next minute or so to tell everybody all the different ways they can. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. So, so here's what we got to do. So first of all, we got the outdoor channel. 
Monday night, 7.30 Central Time, so that's easy. Uh, and, of course, uh, also uh, go to Stacy's website, Stacy Lynn, L-Y-N, StacyLynnHarris.com. Uh, also, you can follow her on social media, and like I said, she'll come on live and, uh, and give you some cooking tips there, too. Uh, she's got uh, the cookbooks that are available wherever books are sold. Uh, the third one is already out, Stacy Lynn's Harvest Cookbook. Uh, Stacy, anything I'm leaving out? No, I think you covered it. People can get to my social media from the website, or you can just do the at sign, Stacy Lynn Harris, on all social media. Stacy, we're just proud of you and your success, and uh, it fires us up to see you doing so well. And well, you- I was thankful. It, it all started with y'all. So um, thank you for that. Y'all actually they did the blurb on my first um, my first wild game cookbook, and so I think that probably catapulted everything. <laughs> and, and you've turned Eddie Van Adler into this in- incredible hunter. He he and his family have come down and hunted with you guys, and and yeah. uh, and just thank you for your kindness. Uh, that he goes on and on about just how kind you and your family are, and such great host. And uh, so I know that that uh, you guys have had some great memories already with that too. Well, and if y'all want to come to a dove shoot this weekend, Saturday, you're all invited. <laughs> well, there you go. Will you, will you be well, preparing dove What about Thanksgiving? Over? Yeah. You got any extra chairs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all come on. You yeah. want to come? Go ahead. That's great. If we Sounds shoot good. the dove, will you take the breast out of that, wrap them in bacon, and make it something really good? I sure will. I sure will. I have a really good recipe for that. I bet you do. Thank you, Stacy, for being with us. And we like, continued success. Yeah, like Bubba said, we're, we're proud of everything that's going on with you. And thanks to all of you for joining us on this edition, this hungry edition of Rick and Bo University, the podcast. We're going to lunch. I'm starving. <laughs>